Hello, mate. How's it going? Yeah, reasonable. Just playing a game. Are you okay? Well, we'll just talk amongst ourselves. Yeah, you, you carry on. You talk about whatever you want to. I'm playing on my iPhone. All right. Fine. Welcome Bear to the Bang Bang Podcast. Yeah. Welcome to the Bang Bang Podcast. We're, yeah. Um, what what he said. Yeah. We're, well, I'm Andy. Steve's uh, playing a game at the minute. Is it a board <laughs> game or on your phone? No, yeah, it's, 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 me, it's me Star Trek game on my phone. Jane oh, hates okay. it. Because I, yeah. I, I talk to the phone more than I talk to her sometimes. So apparently that's not actually see, the truth, but never mind. I can see why she hates it, not why you talk to her on the phone wherever you can talk to her. That's not what I meant. If Jane is listening, I do apologise. Right. Um, uh, we don't listen to it. We're not fans. No, no, nobody does, to be honest, mate. Um, so, hey, how's it going? We're, um, yeah, reasonable. Yeah, we're back for another week. What number did we say this was? 35. 35. Number 35. Episode 35. Yeah. 5. 30. Um, and, you know, we've talked about Royal Rumbles the last couple of weeks. We have. Mm, so, looking back, what did you think of the um of this year's Royal Rumble? On reflection. Well, I want to sober it up. Yeah. I actually, I actually thought it was good, but I did think we should never, ever do another commentary. Yeah, I did think that as well. But um, I think if we do it, we, we've done. I mentioned to somebody that we've done two sort of battle royal commentaries, and both times we've done them after recording an episode beforehand. Hmm. So I mean. Battle Royals are generally kind of a bit of a mess, and these watch-along things are a bit of a mess. But if you factor in probably four or five bottles of stout, four or five bottles of cider, it doesn't really help the coherency of it all, does it really? It seemed to go down all right. With the, the, they, they obviously have come to love and expect a shambles, so it didn't surprise yeah. anybody. Yeah. No, not really, no. But um, we tried to give away those two DVDs. Uh, no, no luck? No one's claimed them yet. So, so who were the two people? So that one who had absolutely no chance of winning, who um, was um, Edge. Yeah, yeah. And he didn't um, claim it. Who was the second? So we give we give away two from that match. It was um, whoever got the the winning entrant, which was Edge, obviously. And that was yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not going to say names again. If they don't come forward and claim them, then fair enough. But um. Well, I also said to Mags, because Mags predicted the winners of both, which nobody else did. Fair play. I, th- I think uh, I think right. the women's one was sort of, it was heading that way anyway. Yeah. Well, I said to Mags, do you want them? And he's yeah, like, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have necessarily picked Edge, so no. fair play, Mags. Yeah. But Mags doesn't want Mags, do Mags is on that Twitter thing that... that Act, it doesn't actually exist, does it? Twitter oh, is yeah. made up. I'm not on it, so it can't exist. No, no. Mags did make a point of um, he doesn't really want the DVDs because he doesn't own a DVD player. Has do he got you, an Xbox? I don't know. I didn't ask him. But do you, I don't own a DVD, DVD player. Do you? No, I, I, I've not owned a DVD player since the one I bought in 2000, 1990-something. Yeah. So maybe yeah, if you consider that. DVDs are a bit last century, aren't they? It's, it's know, a, that's yeah. already gone, isn't it? Yeah. 
I don't even. I've got Xbox, and I don't actually. I haven't bought any games for it. For mm. it's, it's all download online, isn't it? It's all streaming yeah. and download. The, the having actual things, yeah, is 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 very last century, isn't it? Having actual stuff. It's all yeah. on your. Yeah, it's all virtual, isn't it? I've got a hard drive full of songs. Yeah. That even that since streaming's come in, even that's redundant. I don't even need that anymore. So. No. Maybe Bizarre, that's, yeah, maybe that's part of the reason that A, Bill or Chris wanted to get a shot of them. Yeah, 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 because I, I don't blame him. He just, and it, I, what I like about Bill or Chris is he just enters these competitions and, and oh, yeah. I fucking won. Oh, right, what do I do with this <laughs> shit then? He and, doesn't actually want them, does he? Yeah, and that might be why no one's come forward to claim them either, because nobody has a fucking DVD player. So. Ask um, somebody to send in, we're going to send it to the person with the highest amount of postage charge. Yeah. Um, so we can stitch Millwall Chris up. Yeah, that was what the plan was. Because this, we are listening to him and we don't want to be accused of a Bristol bias. No. So we want somebody really far away. Mm. So Chris can post that out to them and pay millions of pounds for a yeah. first class track delivery to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean we got we could just send it to Mark in Russia, couldn't we really? I mean that's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? From the so, um Volgograd Yeah. Support I'm sure club. I'm sure um when they release D V when they release D V D players in Russia, at least it'll have some to play on the money. So there's that Yeah, they're still they're still yeah. worried about John Lennon. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. He he married Cynthia. Did he? Okay. Um. So this week, I think did we? I think we said at the end of last week's what we were going to do this week, or we might have hinted at it. We argued slightly, <sighs> and mm. then we saw I I gave up because I mm. normally do. God, I don't yeah. really care. No, I know it's true. Um, so yeah, this week we're having a look at the uh, the legendary WCW stable of the uh, the Dungeon of Doom. I think the words legendary, hmm. stable, yeah, and Doom are pushing it a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, they I've certainly watched... belonged in a dungeon. Yeah, yeah. Over the past week, I've watched some utter shite, to be honest. Um, yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know why you were pushing that because anybody with remotely right thinking would 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 have gone. Why Why is he pushing Dungeon of Doom? I tell you why. Everybody in mm. Twitter based listener land is because he wants to fucking sneak Brutus the Barber Beefcake into a fucking <laughs> podcast after I said I would never do the cunt, and he's fucking yeah. managed it. Fucking sneaky bastard. Catch well, me when I'm fucking at my most vulnerable and having a few beers on board and I fucking agree to that cunt. Yeah. Um, so where to start? Well, I mean... We can start in the mid-70s when well, wrestling no, no, was pure and think... everybody who was in the main event had striven for over 40 years to get there. So we're yeah. all in their late 50s. Yeah. Well, I, I think 
we need to sort of work out whose fault the Dungeon of Doom was in the first place. Kevin oh. Sullivan. Pure and simple, Kevin Sullivan. Well, He's a fucking you, genius, but not as yeah. an actual wrestler. If you listen to Kevin Sullivan, he's got a different opinion, funnily enough. But we'll get to that. Um, so I think we'll start in 1994, to confuse things slightly, which is when Hulk Hogan came into WCW. So um, who was the first person Hogan feuded with when he came to WCW? Was straight away Ric Flair. Yeah, because yeah, that was the that was a feud that should have happened in WWF properly, but never did because yeah. Vince McMahon is a bit weird like that. He doesn't do yeah. obvious things. No, that's no. too fucking obvious. I don't want to draw money. I'll put him in with Sid and I'll rehash something with Randy Savage. Yeah. Yeah. Typical. Yeah. So straight away they did that then. But Although then it did reason- lead to the worst bit of acting. Yeah ever in that press conference oh the uh after yeah. the 92 royal rumble where they were looking at who the number one contender was oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. hulk hogan stood up going yes yes really bad acting and then sid muttering under his breath ripping up a brochure or whatever a script or whatever just the worst acting ever with randy savage and Roddy Piper just sat there in the middle, either like bookends, overacting and acting badly at yeah. the world's most stage crap press conference. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> I think we spoke about that in our Sid episode, didn't we? It was uh, yeah, yeah we a little bit. Highlights. But I'm just reveling in in the fact how utterly bollocks it was. Yeah, I'm having a breakfast steak. Oh, are you? Yeah. I know you. I know you like the concept. Hmm. I do, yeah. Um, I'm still on the Western's Organic from last week, to be honest. So I've got some Siren Broken Dreams, two of those, because they're only mm. small cans. And then I've got a Brewdog Choco Libra, Mexican Hot Chocolate Stout. And then I've got a Northern Star, Northern Monk, North Star, Vanilla, Cacao and Almond Imperial Stout. Wow. Nothing less than 7%. Actually, yeah. it might even be more. Let's have a look. 8.2 for the Choco Libre. Right. 6.5 for the Breakfast Stouts and a 9% for the uh, Northern Monks. So we're talking special brew territory again. Beautiful. Mm. Is yours the 8.2-er? Yeah, yeah. Good man, good man. And people wonder why the watch-along commentary was a bit of a mess. Oh god, mine, the, the ones I had for the one ones I had for the the watch along, none of them were under ten percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. Brilliant. But yeah, so he, he um he came in, she did with Flair, and then it was a bit of like, well what what do I do next? Um Hogan was keen to bring in his pals from WWF. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he at the were. time, the booker was uh, was was Kevin Sullivan with WCW. So let's do a bit on um on Kevin Sullivan and his his kind of backstory. Um, so he, he was born you? Kevin Sullivan, the yeah. eldest of four of Mr. and Mrs. Sullivan, and he was their baby boy. Actually, I did look to see who he shares a birthday with. 
Oh. I didn't write it down. But I remember two people. He shows okay. a picture of CM Punk. Yeah. And the bloke who played Uncle Fester in the Adams Family. So another another cultural icon. Cultural icons, <laughs> yeah. As always. Yeah, but, we're, um, we're we're known for our cultural icons on this program. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, to, to Kevin Sullivan. So yeah, he was um a weird guy. Somebody, so it's odd that you get somebody who's been in the business for what, over forty years, or was in the business for over forty years. Yeah, yeah. But never really. I think he wrestled a bit in WWF. But apart from that, he didn't really feature in WWF in any sort of form or uh, at all. No, even. no. Yeah, sort of strange. Maybe there's a reason for, <laughs> there's a reason for that. But um, so he started wrestling in the 70s in Florida. He was never trained professionally as a wrestler. Um, but I, I, going back and doing a bit of research, I looked at some of his old 80s stuff. Um, and it was pretty out there. For the time, yeah, there, there, there was heavy, heavy sort of satanic side to him from mm. from those sort of old old things. He teamed up with Mark Lewin as the Purple Haze, yeah, and generally, yeah, yeah. yeah, generally sort of set himself up more as a, a puller of strings. I think mm. you can and and a setter up of setter up of angles which yeah. sort of played nicely into his role that he played many times in WCW NWA as, as Booker he he did have a very creative mind mm. well a lot of this stuff that he was coming up with back in the uh, back in the 80s so I, I can remember as a kid it was quite a big a big thing like you'd see stuff about Satan and sort of Satanist that kind of thing and it'd be quite like you know quite shocking on the news and it would you know it was it was one of those things probably used to get sort of cheap heat back in the back in the 80s yeah where religion was probably more of a kind of thing at that, at that time wasn't it but you'd always see um like he would come out with like scantily clad women and people in leather and snakes and chains and that kind of thing there was this big kind of just a bit bit of an S&M fetish party basically yeah yeah pretty much yeah which caused a lot of controversy in like backwater America in the early 80s um normal stuff right our way all that Satan worshipping and whips and yeah. chains yeah save me for you yeah yeah um but so he um yeah, so he was involved with with well we we go back to that first arcade that was when was that eighty eighty three? Yeah. And him and Mark Lewin were on that one then they were slicing up mate his forehead with a big spike and um I they think were big on those sort of Mark Lewin. Yeah. Um a collegiate wrestler. Big lad. Yeah. A heavy set but a proper collegiate wrestling champion. Um, spent most of his time as a sort of a worthy, worthy sort of mid-card good guy. And then Sullivan got his hands on him, turned him into the gurning, almost like George the Animal Steel, staring off into the distance and not being quite there. Mm. 
purple haze, which mm. which didn't make any sense whatsoever. No, he's scary looking bastard, though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, well, fucking yeah. He he played the role really well. He should have played mm. it bloody years ago. He but he would have. Uh... He's still alive now, Mark Lewin. Is he? Yeah, he's in his eighties. Yeah. Good man. You don't hear of a lot of wrestlers making it that far, do you? No, no. I suppose he was in that kind of pre-steroid era. Well, to be honest, he, he, around, he was also a collegiate wrestler anyway, so he was yeah, and and quite a sort of thick-set chap who, who probably didn't need it. He was... 270 yeah. to just but just a big burly bloke who knew how to wrestle mm. added that little bit to his game which is a bit weird and a bit out there but it, it elongated his run yeah well so Sullivan formed this sort of army of darkness uh with various members so Mark Lewin um King Curtis uh more on him angel. later. More on him later on, yeah. The fallen angel who was turned out to be what well, he got he got married to her eventually. Woman. Um, woman. Luna. Luna uh, Vachon. Oliver Humperdinck was in, was in the part of the uh, um Jake the Snake was in there. I, I can imagine if you had hair and grew a beard, you'd be like Oliver Humperdinck. <laughs> Thank you very much. Big Daddy Dink when he uh when he managed the uh, fuck uncles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and they're also, I, I watched them, um, well, I think we'll have to do Starcade too. We do all the, all the Starcades, but like over, over a period of time. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind doing, because the Starcades were good. Uh, them yeah. and um, Clash of the Champions are mm. my sort of favourite bits of, there was a coherent storyline through all the Clash of the Champions. It made sense because they were sort of free to air um hour hour and a half hour and three quarters nothing more than that nothing yeah but they sort of made sense building on one from another because they were so free to wear on tv um Mm. partly as a partly as a response to wrestlemania yeah they 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 thought they'd try and get people watching their product by putting something not quite but almost pay-per-view quality style event um to try and detract from the runaway juggernaut that was at that time the wwf and their uh, their wrestlemania hmm. didn't quite well, done, work but yeah. from from a diehard wrestling fans point of view there there was a lot of feuds furthered and you could have like a linear timeline of all these feuds going on um especially in a tag team division mostly revolving around the uh, Midnight Express, straight enough. They, they seem to turn up on a lot of Clash of Champions, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. Well, that'd be um, good because, again, I haven't, I haven't watched yeah, I haven't I, I, of those. I, I would watch them all, Andy, to me. Yeah. the Clash of Champions, even the ones going up to when this era w- were good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In, in small doses. The earlier yeah. ones, obviously, were better, but all the Clash of Champions, I've, yeah, there was quite yeah. a few. There was quite a few ones where it was... Vader carrying the main events, and they were always they were always good value for money as well. So not yeah. that you paid anything for them because they were free to wear, but never mind. Yeah, yeah, but they again, even when when we get to the 
sort of dungeon of doom era where there was a lot of hokey shit there'd always be a couple of really good matches on there yeah. sorry um, that was, was a, a nitro can what i was getting to was um on the second starcade there's yeah. first time i'd seen the the zambui express the... <laughs> they were part of uh the who the what the where the zambui express Zambui Express. Yeah. Remind the listeners in listener land what the what fuck the Zambui Express was. Two big African American wrestlers. One of them was called Adrian Bivens. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's where Malcolm Bivens got his uh, got his possibly. name from, but possibly. possibly. And they were like a big African American tag team, like big guys. I'd never seen them before until I came across Starcade 2. And, um, yeah, Ray Candy and Adrian, Adrian Bivens. Ray, John Candy and Malcolm Bivens. Yeah, we've got that treat coming if we, when we do Starcade 2. So, um, but it was, was rumoured at this time that Sullivan was uh, dabbling in the occult. I think... Um, at Starcade 1, Gordon Soley said, or um, Kevin Sullivan there, many people suspect him of being a, being a druid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Turning the page over. Right. So in 1987, he signed full-time with sort of Jim Crockett NWA. Cool. And that was when he when he formed the, the Varsity Club with uh, Rick Steiner in. Mike Rotunda. They were they were there or thereabouts, sort of up a mid card the whole way through their run, didn't they? This ostensibly, yeah, was was to push former collegiate wrestler um, Mike Rotundo up yeah. the ranks because he seemed to get all the. He was a multiple time TV champion, whilst Rick Steiner and Kevin Sullivan used to tag a lot more and then when that initial luster went off of Mike Rotundo as it so does when they don't immediately become world heavyweight champion they then went more with Sullivan who was booking at the time mm-hmm. in a non-wrestling role and you used to get Rick Steiner and Mike Rotundo Captain Mike as he was at some point um, tagging up together, but there was also that Robin Green storyline with um, Rick Steiner as well, who mm. was was woman, who'd already been fallen angel with yeah. Kevin Sullivan before, and that storyline was was brought in so um, Robin Green could double cross Rick Steiner, uh, who by that point fallen in love with her. And that was Rick Steiner at his most stupid. <laughs> I guess he played the dumb role. Yeah. So has he done the... Um... Talking, talking to his hand. Yeah. That, so that sort of era. And then that was, that was how women, Woman came about. Then when she double-crossed Rick Steiner, she mm. became Woman. And ended up going with Doom. Yeah. 
Obviously, Butch Reed died, didn't he, last week? Yes, yes. A quick five minutes on Butch, basically. Um, very underrated. Was his own worst enemy in a lot of ways. Um, Mid-South, he had a good run as Haxel Butch Reed. And could have could have done more went went up to the WWF um, and got pushed as the natural Butch Reed uh, with his bleach blonde hair. It was anything but natural. Um, <laughs> yeah. Had a falling out with 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 Vince after um, WrestleMania four and ended up coming back to WCW where he donned the mask with Ron Simmons as do. Yeah. But they were to the ring by woman, yeah. and later Paul Heyman the as Paulie um, dangerously, uh, and then they got rid of the mask, came out as Ron Simmons and Butch Reed, and had a good run with the tag team championships. They then split up because Butch Reed ostensibly had a had a bit of an injury, um, but also. He liked to party. <laughs> um, and at that point, they split him up and Ron Simmons went on to become world champion and Butch Reed didn't. Yeah. And that was pretty much the end of Butch Reed at that point. So could have done a lot more. Well-liked character. Um, nobody has a bad word to say about him, but he was a bit erratic and he was his own worst enemy and cost himself a couple of pushes. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, when we did the Steamboat episode, I think the sort of word was that he was he was going to beat Steamboat, wasn't he, for the Intercontinental title? When, yeah. Um, and then he just didn't turn up. <laughs> and yeah. They give it to they give it to the Honky Tonk Man. Give it instead. to the Honky Tonk Man. So <laughs> through Butch Reed's inact inaction, the yeah. legend of the Honky Tonk Man was born. And I'm not sure that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. No. Maybe go back and listen to our episode about the Honky Tonk Man. You'll find out. Yeah, that's unlikely. I don't listen to anything we do, really. <laughs> I, ch- I listened to the last two to check out that Andy was way too loud. So yeah. I forced him to take off his 30 quid headphones. I yeah. might buy some. Just match him. Stride okay. for stride in the technology stakes. And we'll come through as clear as a bell. Yeah. So if this episode sounds like we're, we're recording from Dan well, then you, you know why I say yeah, because um, I forced him into doing it because he was way too loud and you couldn't hear me. And I, <laughs> I, I was shouting the word cunt a lot. When I, I nailed. Yeah. But I didn't to... deny. I didn't deny calling you a cunt either. I just said I can't remember it. But it, oh, I can't remember it's, it. Either. But it's quite likely. Yeah. There you go. Um, but none of you exist because Twitter doesn't exist because I'm not on it. Yeah. So I don't know who you are, any of you. I think um, the first time I saw any NWA was probably seeing, like, in the middle of the night on ITV. I remember seeing Doom when they were managed by uh, Teddy Long when he had the mask on. Teddy Long. Bless Teddy him. Long. I remember when Teddy Long had hair as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, not much, but he had hair. Um, so, yeah, so Sullivan was, where are we? He did the Varsity Club thing. And then yeah, we're doing the Varsity to, Club. He formed Sullivan's Slaughterhouse for a brief time with Cactus Jack and Buzz Sawyer 
and then bam, Matt, bam, dog, buzz, Sawyer, yeah. an, an actual cunt. Yeah. Nobody um, has bad a good word to say about Buzz Sawyer. <laughs> an actual cunt. He, he um, yeah. He, buzz Sawyer was his favourite thing was claiming to be able to train um, wrestlers, taking their money and then moving. Right. That's but good, one, yeah. He um, died, didn't he? Not long after. The, in this sort of yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he tried that with. Magnum TA took right. his money and moved, and then Magnum tracked him down and then went and said, Look, fucker, you teach me how to wrestle or I'll fuck you up. Yeah. Because Magnum was was a was a bit of a badass on the quiet. So was so was Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, but basically he took the piss, took liberties with people. He wasn't um he wasn't hard in in that sense. He was he was nasty. Mm. He'd he'd do you while your back was turned. He'd use weapons on you while your back was turned. He would he would be unnecessarily stiff with people in the ring. Um what would have been termed jobbers back in the day, the enhancement talent, um, took a lot of liberties with them, would turn up without his gear. Uh, would would say, hey, I haven't got any boots. Um, can I borrow your boots? And you're the same size as me, and because it's Buzz Sawyer, yeah, yeah, okay. So he he steal the boots and then literally wouldn't shower, put his grab his bag, still in his ring trunks and boots that he'd stolen from somebody, and he'd just walk off and drive off. Yeah. No, horrible cunt, basically. <laughs> yeah, not a nice bloke. No. No. Um, and that's that, and that's me saying that. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're an authority on the subject, so I mean, you should. Uh, yeah. Well, don't. I might just sit here and rant and get drunk, but I do know me wrestling. Yeah. No, I meant on cunts, but. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that, yeah. Um, I know where you live, by the way, Andy. <laughs> it's a tiny uh, fucking house. <laughs> have you been to my house? Yeah, haven't you? I've been to your house a couple of times, mate. I've watched a couple of pay-per-views. I've yeah. seen the kids when they were little. I've not yeah. been out recently, but I'm sure the dimensions of your tiny house are the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. And unfortunately, I'd have to kill you by smothering you with a pillow okay. because your house is that small that most of Staple Hill will hear you scream. <laughs> My house is nuts, but this, this is completely off the topic of what we're talking about. The size of my house. We're not a wrestling podcast. Why do you think we're going to stick on topic of wrestling when there's this other what, stuff to talk about? This is what people we're, need to we're know. Not, we don't do that, mate. It, this, this is wrestling podcast in the loosest sense of the term. Yeah. If anyone wants the uh, dimensions of my house, I can... I can I, well, <laughs> Send your email address and we'll email you out some floor plans. Yeah, I've got the like the Cluedo like floor plans for my house, so I can send them to anybody. Just say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone's. Um, yeah, tiny it is. Tiny, tiny man in a tiny house. <laughs> if anyone's a chartered surveyor, just follow us. They can come round. Uh, yeah. Um, right. I mean, this is the this is not the this is not the worst of what we're going to cover today. So this is you know. Um, 
so yeah, he managed um, Bam Bam Bigelow. He managed One Man Gang when he came back for a match, a classic match between One Man Gang and Giant Gonzalez. Uh, oh, the, a technical masterpiece. Yeah. He uh, managed Black Blood as well. Remember Black Blood? Black Blood was... Um, did he turn out to be um, Adam Bomb? I'm not sure, but he was put on a French accent, wasn't he? He was supposed to be from France, Black Blood. And um, he was also, when Oz came out, he was the like the the bloke under the mat, the, the wizard who was uh, who was managing the mighty Oz. He is the wizard who yeah. is managing the mighty Oz. Mm. Then he left Kevin Sullivan. He left um, Kevin Sullivan. Left Kevin Sullivan. How did he manage yeah. that? He went to Smoky Mountain. Then he went to the Eastern Championship Wrestling. Where he there was still he, he went there when they were on the changeover from Joel Goodhart's Tri-State Wrestling, yeah, which is the precursor to ECW in all its forms. Joel mm. Goodhart um, put on some good good extreme cards back in the day before it was taken over by Todd Gordon. Mm. There seemed to be a place for blokes to kind of in between would go because like he was there I mean he was he teamed with like a young Taz um as the Tasmaniac back the Tasmaniac. in the day not the masked suplex machine no but then say so Terry Funk was there at that time Road Warrior Hawk was there Jimmy Snooker or was as there. he was there Lord Terence of Funk who is suffering a bit at the moment Terry Funk yeah it's all Dustin Rose Mick Foley's Mick Foley's post as well um mm. he is suffering a bit with his hips um he lost his wife year before last as well so it's not been yeah. a brilliant time and it's it, it it's a potentially sad end to a, an absolutely amazing career um but he's he's i think mick foley put a a, a link to a gofundme page which is really okay. sad yeah the that an ex world champion was give given everything to the sport of wrestling over the years should be forced to that. He's probably not the wisest bloke with his money, but he's got the uh, he's got the double cross ranch. But he's yeah he's suffering needs more hip operations and as as you're aware, American um, healthcare cost billions and I don't, I don't think any of us because we've grown up with the NHS yeah I, I don't think any of us appreciate how difficult life can be in a um in an insurance-based healthcare model it, we, we're just used to it so all you people I think the people who f- will feel it more keenly are people who are originally from the United Kingdom who currently reside in America especially. I've got a mate that um used to do used to do sound engineering for my band and and the mate's band Mega City Four that he's over there and uh, unfortunately his family has the needs for a lot of medication and even just the prescription medication costs you thousands. Mm. I mean I currently because I'm diabetic under our system, this is for people abroad who who don't operate under an NHS system. Because I've got a lifelong condition, 
of diabetes, I don't have to pay for any of my prescriptions at all. No matter if I get cold or, or, or chest infections and I need antibiotics, I don't need to pay for them either. It, I'd be quite happy to pay for like antibiotic treatment or stuff that's not linked to my long-term condition, yeah. but I don't have to pay for any prescriptions at all. And if you live in America and have any prescription whatsoever, you're just swearing under your breath right now because yeah. it's an unfair. But this is this is basically what Obamacare was was trying to bring in a little bit more safeguards for the poor. So why uh, nobody in the world, America, gets why you were putting up resistance to more subsidized health care so you didn't have to pay as much nobody in the world got that why why you would do that you didn't come off in a good light let's not go into the donald trump thing because you come across like a fucking bunch of idiots where that fucking twat is concerned but I, I don't get why you put up that much resistance to something that would save you money and would help poor people get access to health care. Because we've grown up in a in a system where it's free to the point of contact and it is the most amazing system when it works well. We've got our COVID jabs going and it's going really well, the vaccination program, because the government didn't outsource it to a private company they let the nhs roll it out the gps the hospitals are in control of this this is why the vaccination program for covid is going so well that's why we're doing so well no other reason the nhs have made sure that the testing program and the vaccine program are going well and yeah. i don't get i don't get any of i don't get any of you who a have to pay and don't get the need for free at the point of access healthcare, or why you would put up resistance to it. You're just morons. Yeah. Anyway, mini rant over. You couldn't <laughs> tell. You couldn't tell that we were healthcare professionals. No, no. I feel like you've, you're making up for lost time on Twitter by getting your airing uh, your grievances now. No. Oh? I feel like you're making up for lost time on Twitter by getting everything out. Uh, but um, I didn't put yes. much on Twitter anyway. I, I just no, I know, I know, threatened I know. to hunt people down and kill them yeah, over yeah. fruit-based fucking crumbles. Dan, mm. Scottish Dan, I'm fucking going to hunt you down and kill you. Yeah. That's for fucking yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, see, 94, he was back in WCW and he was back on the booking committee. Um... And he returned on screen to come to the aid of his, um, well, Dave Sullivan had been, um, or Evad, as he was called, was teasing his big brother was going to come back and help him because he was getting bullied by the nasty boys. And he gave his big brother a big build up. He's tall and he's strong and he's going to beat everybody up. And then it turned out his big brother was, was Kevin Sullivan. Not the the, the name was a bit of a giveaway. It was, yeah. I think he was just, he was just called Evad. He wasn't called. They didn't know the second name was Sullivan. No, Evad was. He was the. He, he wasn't even Evad then. He was the the. He was the executor. The equaliser. The executioner. The equaliser. That was it. And then and then he became Dave Sullivan. 
And then yeah. when he came back under the fluence of him, he became the sinister Evad. It's basically the same character, and he was shit. Yeah, but um, possibly the worst. And I think we've said this before. Possibly the worst wrestler known to man, and that well, includes Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, there's a few on this. The few we're going to mention in the next sort of half an hour, which are going to be up there on the list of the worst wrestlers in history. But um, it is sad. But he came back as a face then, Kevin Sullivan. But he teamed with Cactus and won the tag team titles. But Evad because yeah yeah because you you team any length of time with Cactus Jack and he manages to get over yeah he's just such a good character as we found out right at the very start yeah of our podcasting career but he he was buggering off. Pretty soon after I this, saw you. I, I had a quick. I, I had a quick look at your messages to Mick Foley. Yeah. Creep. Yeah. Who me? Yeah. Yeah. He actually answered a couple as well, didn't he? he so, did, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, after after COVID, because he had COVID, didn't he? Yeah. 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 And he he'd sent that. Um. He he'd done that message to us as well. Yeah. Yeah. So he's a nice bloke. Yeah. Yeah. He won't come get, on the podcast. He, he, all the he's podcasts. got, all he's got to do is listen to one, and that's us fucked. Isn't it? <laughs> I thought, well, we don't have many guests. Any guests? Um, it might be nice, you know, if if our first guest was. Well, we 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 we're looking at guests, aren't we? We've got a few in the pipeline. Yeah, yeah, we've got a few few lined up, but let's not spoil the surprise for the boys and girls. Um, so yeah, so we're now kind of at the point where we started. So we're 1994, and Hogan has come in and has had his feud with Flair. Um, yeah. But in storyline, so again, Hogan had pretty much full control almost on his storylines, and the storyline as part of his contract, wasn't it? Creative control card. Yeah, and the storylines of his mates as well. He was bringing in Kevin Sullivan says that. His um his main thing was to again this is Kevin Sullivan's words but his main thing was to try and sort of gain Hogan's trust by going along with some of the stuff because Kevin Sullivan states that his ultimate intention was to convince Hogan to turn heel at some point. Um, so he went along with a lot of this stuff. This is I think this may be Kevin Sullivan's excuse. <laughs> A lot of this stuff. Yeah, but I, I think this is—he's peppering the stew because he's trying yeah. to take—he's trying to take—he's um, trying to take Buddy credit for Hogan's face uh, for his heel turn, isn't he? Basically, yeah. So. And then saying that he was all the rest of the stuff was all Hogan's idea and he went along with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but okay. Eva Dave turned into the number one Hulkamaniac, sort of dressing like Hulk Hogan and in the old Hulkamania colours. And now we're going to get to the 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 shites, <laughs> the real shite. The shite. So yeah, so after the feud with Flair, so we got to Clash of the Champions in August '94, and it was Hogan and Flair in a you know in a rematch, and Hogan was attacked by a masked man before and after the match. Ooh. So the the, uh, the story goes that they were trying to get other people in to be this mad, the masked man. They, at the time, they said they were in talks with. With Kurt Hennig at this point, trying to convince Kurt Hennig to come in, 
and they were trying to get someone from Hogan's past as like literally everybody in these storylines is someone from Hogan's past. I'm sure Hogan had a say in it as well who they were trying to get in. Um, well, look who look who ended up in the bloody is all his mates, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was the thing, yeah, yeah. Um, Halloween Havoc. Uh, that was the I think it was a retirement match with Hogan and Flair. And the masked man was revealed. After afterwards, nobody retired. No, no, of course not. No, no. This is like 28 years ago. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, the masked man again came in and attacked Hogan, and it was revealed as Ed Leslie, brother. Well, he was there earlier on the night because they they had some issues with um, what they were going to call. Because obviously Hulk Hogan aims, uh, owns the name Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Brutus, the Barber Beefcake, is a WWF creation. So what do you call him? So when he came in, he was Brother Brother Brutai. Brother Brutai. <laughs> He's been called. I think he had a few issues in WWF, and that's a bit close to Brutus, the Barber Beefcake. And he was dressed similar as well. So they dressed him in the Hulkamania in Hulk Hogan colours and called him Brother Brutai. But yeah, he turned. Um, and then Sullivan turned up with him. And then the, the 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 ground started shaking and the vibration started coming. And he was joined by another individual in the ring as well, which was the earthquake. <laughs> it is... The avalanche. The it earthquake. Is the avalanche. It literally, it is still in his natural disasters earthquake outfit no different the exact same outfit basically but without earthquake written on it yeah and they formed who, who was who was here. his um who was his partner in natural disasters i can't remember no 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 nor can i no, no. um but the um I mean, they sold it as, on on the commentary. It was sold as being a, you know, the worst thing ever. But they said that, that uh, Brother Brutai butchered butchered the friendship between him and Hogan. So he became known as as Butcher or the Butcher. Yeah, but. Apparently, they had to pay. They got sued by Abdullah the Butcher <laughs> because of that. <laughs> so they had to pay a hundred grand apparently to use the name the Butcher. Which is astonishing, really, isn't it? for that gimmick, hundred grand. Um, but yeah, so you had a, a classic Clash of the Champions match between Hogan, Sting, and Evad against the Butcher, the Avalanche, and Kevin Sullivan. When I say classic, um, <laughs> you, you know, used in the loosest term possible. Yeah. But I finished with Hogan being in the sleeper for a dangerous amount of time. Tony Schiavone well, sold it. If it was locked in properly, then yeah. possibly, yeah. But it was a move that even the police had stopped using, apparently, because it was too far too dangerous. Um, but I led to again we, when we we talk about Starcades and they're all sort of classic events. This led to. Starcade 94, which was main evented by Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake in a singles match. 
fucking that cunt has a charmed fucking life as somebody who just grinned for a living and couldn't actually wrestle. No. Well, you think, but, I mean... I fucking hate him. Yeah. He's everything that wrestling shouldn't be. Somebody who couldn't fucking wrestle, leached off of an equally annoying fucking non-wrestler and and deserved, deserved to be sacked when he got fucking sacked from the fucking New York underground for for snorting coke. Fucking twat. Yeah. Well, he, I mean, he, he wasn't a very good wrestler before he had his face rearranged. Oh, fucking parasailing became my sport of choice after I heard what happened. Yeah. But, um, so that was the main event earlier on, on the card. Sting took on Avalanche. Again, this if you if you listen to Kevin Sullivan again, he's he was this is all about making Hogan feel comfortable. He wanted to work with people he worked with before. So the the only real main heel at the time in yeah. WCW was Vader. And it, what, at the and end he didn't of, want to work with Vader. No, at the end of Star Trek, oh, no. Vader, Vader came in and sort of challenged Hogan. So I think. Earlier on in Starcade, Vader had beaten Hacksaw Jim Duggan for the US title. <laughs> who, 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 that was part of the reason Buddy Stone Cold Steve Austin came into being mm. because he was jobbed out to Hacksaw Jim Duggan for the US title. Duggan had been fucking pointless for years. Yeah. It was a weird time because again, Hogan, obviously, he came in and he brought in. Mr. T with him. So Mr. T was involved in a lot of these matches. I think Yeah. If if it was at this Starcade or not, it was Mr. T versus Kevin Sullivan. Just rehashing stuff. Yeah. If he'd have stayed as a good guy, Mm. then WCW would have gone downhill and out of business way sooner. Well it's funny because he was well we'll get to it later on, but Will we? Will we, Andrew? Well, you promise me we'll get to it sooner rather than later. Do you promise? But if you think about it, if you wouldn't have had, if you wouldn't have turned into a bad guy, then that probably would have affected what WWF did going forward because they did that as a kind of reaction to WCW doing well. So we don't. I mean, it could have been completely different because obviously when we later on after. He turned heel. Vince was trying to get him back, Hogan. Yeah, of course he was. So, but we only never know, will we? But it is interesting to think like how things, because yeah, because they were doing at this point as well. WCW's numbers were in the toilet, really. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They, they've gone through possibly the worst period in in their history, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so they be, we went on then for it was Hogan, Savage, and Sting in various. Oh, I've got Savage came in. That was one of the things he turned up at Starcade, and it was like, who's he going to help? Is he going to help the faces of fear? Is he going to help Hogan? But he obviously helped Hogan. Um, and Jimmy Hart was fucking. I mean, again, I watched a lot of this shit in the last week. Jimmy Hart, what's the point of having a face manager? Well, they were a thing at one point, yeah, but, but he, he never teamed with Hulk Hogan ever his entire 
his entire life. No. He was always part of the other side of Hulk Hogan. Wasn't he? The, the managers would try yeah. and line up, mostly Bobby Heenan, because yeah. Bobby Heenan was was a good manager. I never rated Jimmy Hart as, other than being a bit irritating. But mm. having seen some of his work in, in Memphis, fucking heat magnet when he was doing it properly. Well, like we said, this was Hogan's probably well, it was Hogan's idea. I'm Hogan had control, so he and Jimmy Hart. Yeah, was yeah, yeah. He wanted all his mates in. Yeah, Jimmy Hart was they his. They could legit rub each other in the manager. shower. Um. So you get the Super Bowl. We have Dave versus Kevin Sullivan. This is where um the butcher took one in the face. I think that was the the finish was Kevin threw Evad into the butcher's face and. He got the pin off the back of that, but it destroyed. But she was on the floor, settled his face injury, facial injury, which led to a bit of a falling out between him and Kevin. There was one of the clashing champions. It was, I think, it was Hogan and Savage versus Sullivan and Avalanche, or Avalanche and Butcher. And yeah. Hogan was. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous spot of all time. So Hogan was down having taken a beating. And Macho Man got to the top rope and dropped the elbow on Hogan to wake him up, and get him into the Hogan kind of, you know, um, hulking up. That's how he did it. To get him to hulk up was Savage got on the top rope, give him the elbow drop. And then yeah. Hogan woke up and started hulking up. So, yeah. I mean, that's a shite. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Hogan yeah. I've got about four pages left of this, mine as well. So, um Slambery. So now we get into the the real the real shape. Um, Slambery was Sullivan, and by this point he was called the man with no name, which was uh, Brutus Brutai Butcher. Now he was the man with no name, and a, a pretty appalling match as you'd expect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The every, end of the match. Every match he, he had was fucking shite because a cunt can fucking wrestle to save yeah. his life. The end of the match, um, a strange man was up in the rafters covered in cobwebs, <laughs> painted blue, um, shouting about Hulkamaniacs. And, and that was our old mate, King Curtis, who was the master. And he was beckoning Sullivan and he was talking about Hulkamaniacs and the destruction of Hulkamania. And and this is where we get into the, the real Dungeon of Doom. Um, so Sullivan says, right, this to, to King Curtis, apparently he was a big in the sort of 70s, 80s. King I mean, Curtis Iakea. Yeah. The father of Prince Iakea. Is that, that's not true, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I say. Yeah. Well, Sullivan said he was quite a big, um, big name back in the. Yeah, yeah, he was. Apparently, he managed. He was the wizard in WWF. He managed Kamala with Kamala first come in. Yeah, he he was. He was. He wasn't the grand wizard, obviously. No. Ernie Ernie Roth. Yeah. But he was known as a good. Before Pat Patterson. Hmm. Ernie Roth, the Grand Wizard, was the first out gay man in wrestling. Yeah. Mm. 
I've not really seen much of the ground. I know I'm aware of the ground wizard, but I've not really. Um, Jackson, he was totally, totally a product of his times. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have fared well today. No. No. But yeah, this gets pretty hokey from this point in. If it's not yeah. been hokey enough as it is, but so yeah. So a lot of this stuff is on. Took place because this was before Nitro. A lot of this stuff took place on main event or WCW Saturday night, and you can't. A lot of that isn't on the isn't on the network. The WCW main event goes up to like 1993, 94, I think. So a lot of it isn't on there. So yeah, yeah. Sadly, go to YouTube, my children. Go yeah, to YouTube. Go to YouTube. But um, so yeah, sort of. I mean. Sullivan was seen running through the forest looking for the looking for the dungeon of doom when he finally found it. He saw the uh, the taskmaster the, the the master who gave Sullivan the name the taskmaster. Um, yeah. So their main aim was to 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 uh, bring an end to Hulkamania whilst doing it in a pretty lame manner. But they they brought in again. This was all Hogan wanted to work with people he was comfortable with. So the people that were brought in to be in the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah. So Kamala came in. Obviously Kamala X. But I mean this is 1995 as well. So what was Kamala was 92 when he the survived the SummerSlam with the Undertaker. And three years down the line, apparently he'd been wrestling in Japan at the time. And they brought him in for a, for a short period. Um, and then John Tenter turned up as a shark, pretending to be a shark with uh, a fin and kind of teeth painted on his face. Um, and Haku, Meng, joined. Ming, not Meng, Meng, Meng. Meng, Ming. Meng, Meng is somebody else. Flash Gordon, is it? Yeah. <laughs> but he had a a big helmet and a big spike, and then Beefcake reappeared as a Zodiac. Oh, the possibly it just downhill from that cunt. <laughs> Painting his face zebra-like stripes going into his nose and fucking. The cunt had a fucking man bun. Yeah. I thought, uh, to be fair, we'll, we'll, we'll get, I think out of all his WCW gimmicks, the butcher was, I mean, you could kind of see if he's going to turn heel. But the, the, the rest of the stuff kind of gets more and more increasingly crap and bizarre. The disciple was the nearest. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not yeah. even going to touch that, but yeah. That's later on. Oh, that was just. I got to a point with awful. this, and I just give up. I couldn't. I couldn't keep going for the full Dungeon of Doom to the very end because it's too much. Um, just horseshit. I don't know why you fucking bothered with this. Really well, don't. It's a, it's a, well, what, it's, I'm interested to know what your rationale yeah. for subjecting me first and foremost, and. Yeah. Then secondary, very secondary, a very minor secondary, those made up people that I don't even know yeah. because they don't exist on that thing called Twitter. 
why have you subjected them to this as well? Well, it's just historical, you know. No, if you want to do historical, you can do far better than the fucking Dungeon of Doom. But it's going to get good. So when when does it get good? Well, you even Vader, just said it goes downhill from here. When does Vader it get was good? Briefly, Vader was briefly aligned with the Dungeon of Doom. When he was feeling no, it's not as good as it gets. He was briefly no, 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 no. He had a he he had a match as the Dungeon of Doom, and then he fucked off to be a superstar. Yeah. Well, he. Oh, Andy. I on. do despair of you sometimes. We'll get some. We'll get some reasonable stuff in a minute. Well, um, we'll, we'll fill time out. That's that's basically what it is. I get drink and yeah. chat bollocks with me mate. That's that's the main thing. That's the, the premise of the podcast, basically. Just Indeed. Top, Indeed. Top. But now you've you've lowered the bar somewhat with your choice of Dungeon of Doom. Right. So Vader wasn't really oh, in the Dungeon he, of Doom very did, often. Did you did you notice, readers? He gets really defensive and just tries to move on when I right, point I mean, out I the need, obvious. I need to go for a wee, so you can talk to the listeners <laughs> for two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then he. Fucking goes for a piss when I, I need to regroup. Start taking him to task. God, I'm not going to say anything. In fact, by the time you come back, we'll have stopped magically. Only a couple of seconds will have gone by because I just want a drink. Go back. You back? Yeah, I'm just playing my game. I right, have been okay. Um, where were we? We were. We were we were discussing why yeah. we were subjecting the listeners to this piffle. Right. So Vader was. Um, really he's there. he's in full on denial mode at the moment, isn't he? Listeners. But Bash at the beach. I think Sullivan is going on. Plowing on regardless. Try to interfere. Ignores the obvious of why are we doing this by sticking rigidly to the timeline. Of course, I've got a lot of notes written down. So, um, well, it'd be, it would be a shame to get drunk and waffle all over your notes, wouldn't it? It would, yeah, yeah. It would be, would be the first <laughs> which time, is so. which is also the premise of the entire podcast. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, so you finished. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Gets gets handbag close to face. Ooh. Oh dear! But I try to talk about Bash of the Beach, which is rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> right, so yeah. And listen, I was that podcaster. Mm. So they um, Bash of the Beach, you say? Yeah, it was crap. But as, as okay, right. Is, moving on. Yeah, but at the end of that. Vader kind of turned face at Bass of the Beach, you say? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. Which year was this one, Andrew? 1995. Well done. That does get you a brownie point. And I was talking to Andrew's daughter because she'd been to Rainbows and she had a technological nightmare. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would put Andy forward for a I've Been Brave badge after yeah. that. Well done, Andrew. <laughs> but yeah, listen, so the, um, yeah, so they, they, Vader turned face pretty much. And Hogan was met by a new threat from the Dungeon of Doom, which was the giant. Not a, 
which was not a threat actually. Well, sort of, but he sorted him out by fucking pushing him off the top of a building in a car. Oh yeah, well, 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 yeah. into a river. We we get to that. Yeah, I'm sure we will. He, um, yeah, and then Clash of Champions, he was attacked by the giant and the rest of the Dungeon of Doom, but he was saved by Sting, Savage, and And, and, and Stuart Copeland, and Copeland. Andy Summers. The, and the entire police saved Hulk Hogan. So that was going to lead to a War Games match, and it was being advertised on WCW TV as... A War Games match. Hogan, Savage, Sting, Invader. But it never happened, did it? I don't know. I'd lost all contact with the world at this point. Yeah, but no, it was, it, and that was around about the time Nitro started. Invader fucked off, didn't he? So, but that was going to be this, this sort of time period, 1995. Yeah, I was at my most disconnected from everything. Yeah, at that point, it was after the band, after I finished up doing stuff with Mega City Four and was existing solely on DJing five nights a week and doing that while completely binned off my head. So I was, yeah. at this point, I didn't watch any wrestling whatsoever, was permanently off my head, Yeah. Um, and leading a very nocturnal life mm. style. I think I'd go to bed at like six, seven in the morning, wake up, early late afternoon early evening and go out and do it all again yeah well that was the better choice i think than watching this yeah i think i probably did it right about that time yeah yeah um so yeah but yeah, it was supposed to be vader in that i think we spoke about it in in the vader episode where vader was like he was being lined up for a face turn and a bit of a push but it didn't happen. So Lex Luger came back and he took his place in the War Games match. I mean, not a great War Games match, really. It was Hogan, Savage, Sting and Luger against Shark, Meng, the Butcher and the Kamala. So they they hold War Games matches. The, w, the WCW War Games matches yeah. are held up when in comparison to the NXT War Games matches as this totally you will never see more brutal and better crafted wrestling brutality than you would do in the war games matches what a great idea what sublime matches they were first couple were good the rest was shit yeah. I would hold up controversial opinion but I would hold up the NXT war games matches over most of the WCW NWA War Games matches, and people who disagree with my point of view are cunts. I I think you've got a fair point there, to be honest. There you go. Thank you very much, Andrew. Because again, in this War Game match, you've got Brutus and Barbara Beefcake, Kamala, John Tenter. Lex Luger, Hulk Hogan, uh, <laughs> uh, Meng, 
you haven't really got any good wrestlers in that at all. Have you got Savage. And no, Savage? you did look at the last the last couple of War Games matches. Even the the women's War Game match was full of good wrestlers with good good psychology, good selling, and good spots. The the last lot of WCW War Games matches don't hold a candle to what they've done at NXT. No. This just just doesn't. But then if you if you had a WWE main roster war games match now it still it probably wouldn't it probably wouldn't be as good as the NXT one. Oh, no, either. definitely not, no. But if you did that, but NXT it would one probably now, be better than the WCW one. Somebody, yeah, a lot the, of them. It's a good concept. Yeah. But it went way downhill very quickly after the first couple. Yeah. I mean this was crap. Obviously. But Hogan oh, yeah, well, won. Yeah. Hogan was the last man in. And then he uh Hogan got the uh, Zodiac to submit in a camel clutch. Of course <laughs> of course. Um mm, but the stipulation sake. I'm was, glad I never watched that shit. Yeah. The stipulation was if Hogan wins he gets to spend five minutes alone with Kevin Sullivan in the cage. Um so he did, but then the the giant came down and snapped Hogan's neck the whole the whole you know, remember Zeus when Zeus snapped Hogan's neck, the kind of uh did that to him. Um and Hogan started turning up on Nitro in a neck brace. Um was attacked at ringside by an old lady that was Kevin Sullivan dressed in drag. And that's when they shaved off Hogan's moustache on Nitro. Which he had to do for an episode of Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, yeah. And where he and then he actually wore that ludicrous wig. Yeah. Yeah. On the next pay per view to go with it. Oh for fuck's sake. Why 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 did I agree to this? But he started dressing in black then, Hogan as well. Why did I agree to this? But he um he looked like a so he was all dressed in black with a black bandana he had a black neck brace on as well. <laughs> and then Why now we're at Hall- Halloween Havoc. We're almost there, we're almost there. So they had the um Halloween Havoc was a, a monster truck sumo match. And then the uh the world title match between Hogan and the Giant. We have to get the, I mean, we talk about the giant. He didn't really wrestle anywhere before. So the story goes that he was, I think it was Jimmy He Hart was Andre the Giant's son, and well, they expected was, yeah. us to swallow that fucking utter horseshit. Why did that. I agree to this? But he, um, yeah, they said they saw him playing basketball, and then within a couple of months, he's on TV wrestling Hulk Hogan. And he, to be fair, when he was when he was young, he was pretty slim as well, and he was agile. He could do drop kicks and sort of jump over the top rope. Yeah, do do seven twenty moon sorts. Well, no, but he was for a guy that size, it was quite an impressive. Impressive. He's only five foot eleven, really. It's all done by camera tricks. Um. So you get to Halloween Havoc. So yeah, they they got the monster truck. But before Halloween Havoc, they were teasing. They've got an insurance policy to Dungeon of Doom in a block of ice. Um, 
yeah. And then Halloween Havoc 95 was Savage versus the, the Zodiac. It was supposed to be Kamala, but he fucked off because he didn't want to job out, apparently, to, to Savage. Um, and then the Monster Truck match, oh. which is as boring as it sounds, to be honest. Uh, but what happened after the Monster Truck match? I don't fucking care. Well, Hogan murdered <laughs> the giant by pushing him off the top of the off the top of the building. He murdered him for so long that he came back in the main event. So that was the thing. Hogan came out. Technical murder, wasn't it? Hogan somebody somebody forced it. off the side of a top of a building in a monster truck that plummeted 400 foot into a river came yeah. back for the main event it wasn't even wet was he, if he this, this, this is wet. everything that people will use as an excuse to why professional wrestling is horseshit is stuff like this makes me literally puke blood but they were, um, yeah, he came back out with the completely normal. Hogan, well, Hogan come out saying it like, well, there's going to be no match because he's dead. Because I just completely, because I just murdered somebody. <laughs> yeah. Why? He, but he's allowed to give a fucking interview in the ring saying, oh, this, there'll be no match tonight because I've murdered somebody. Um, why, why, did, why? Where were the police at this point? Yeah, After getting point. somebody with that footage of them being forced off the top of a building in a car into the river, and then the person comes to the ring and admits murdering somebody, where were the police at this mm. point? I'm using people's logic yeah. to say why professional wrestling at this point was the biggest pile of horseshit known to man is because of shit like this. Why? I enjoyed. Why? Why? Yeah. Do I fucking do this? Yeah. I used to enjoy watching back a lot of these things. They used to have Michael Buffett, didn't they, for the ring announcing for all these big events? Uh, the, the, another nail in the fucking coffin of wrestling. But obviously Michael Buffer's there. Fucking, it's a wonder I ever liked wrestling in the first place. I'm starting to doubt whether I actually do like wrestling. This this is this episode has killed my fucking love of wrestling completely. Why did I agree to it? But obviously he was a an actual proper ring announcer for big boxing events and Yeah. And he's having then he's having to announce like uh, Shark was from for the... money, for he was very fucking oh, yeah. well paid. That's why he did it. Yeah. He wasn't doing it because he loved any of it. He no. did it because he was getting paid fucking top dollar to do it. But hearing him announce like uh, the Shark from the, the Great Barrier I, Reef and that kind of thing. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have fucking stuck with Gary Michael Capetta. Yeah, yeah. But he um. He's I mean, he's managed to survive falling off a roof. I mean, he he suffered badly from eye rakes and a leg drop, <laughs> the giant. But but he, he sold uh, off, gone off of a roof. Um, the match finishes in a, in a disqualification. Jimmy Hart hit the ref, and then he turned on Hogan. 
And after all that fucking horseshit, mm. it didn't even go to a finish. No. You see and why then, people hate wrestling? Do you see? Do you? And then the the infamous Tony Schiavone call. It's the Yeti. Oh, it's fucking just when you thought the shit couldn't get any fucking worse. The yeah. Yeti comes into the ring in a fucking... And basically bums Hulk Hogan. <laughs> well, they simply didn't oh, really know. Oh, fucking... Why did I agree to this? They had the idea of the, of the Yeti, but they didn't really know what they were going to do. What, with a seven-foot bloke that couldn't fucking wrestle? I know, let's fucking wrap him in shit paper yeah. and send him out to bum Hulk Hogan. Well, apparently Ugh. they wanted to get Giant Gonzalez back for the Yeti thing, because obviously they'd seen his outfit at um, WrestleMania, and his, his outfit generally. Not, he didn't wear a special outfit at WrestleMania, that was his outfit. But... Um, <laughs> They had the idea, and then as it got closer to, closer to the time, it was like, we don't really know what we're going to do, so we just dressed him up as a mummy. Yeah, he wasn't even a fucking yeti. No, he was they a mummy. They put in the yeti, and they fucking dressed him up as a sort of stereotypical fucking Hollywood mummy. Yeah. Oh. But that was why I think they, he wasn't called, when they put his name up on the thing, he wasn't like the yeti. He was spoke slightly differently. And that's why Shivani was like, it's the Yeti, rather than the Yeti, because... I thought it was the, it was the Y-H-E-T-I. <laughs> he's not actually a Yeti, is he? He's a, he's a mummy. Yeah, he's a mummy. If you watch it back, Fucking... he's got really, really short arms as well. So you can't actually get his arms around. Ron so Race yeah. was a, t- a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> yeah. But... Obviously, big massive Scott with in a, tiny arms. Yeah, in a bear hug. But he can't get his arms round the big show and Hogan. So he's there, he's just basically just rubbing himself up against Hogan, isn't he? Rubbing himself, yeah, frotting. And Lugo came down and turned heel as well. Is. <laughs> yeah. And he was never seen again. He wrestled as the giant ninja. But they didn't really race. do much with the Yeti. He was race. He was race in the flock. Yeah. Been never, never seen again, him. other than yeah. his two-year run as Ron as Rice in the flock. Mm. So that yeah, do yeah. more research, please. Oh yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was never seen again as the, the, the Yeti was never seen again. Ah, right. I yeah. I did. I'm not going to go into Ron Rice's career. <laughs> I could do a no, please. You yeah. fucking insulted me enough with fucking Brutus to Barbara Beefcakes mentions in this fucking episode. Um. So yeah, so Jimmy Hart turned heel, Luger turned heel. I love, I love it. With the uh, I love his ignoring and then moving on when I'm when I'm obviously pissy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're almost there. We're almost there. I could never be angry at you, Andrew. Oh, mate. Um. The situation and what you forced me into. Hogan goes slightly mad at this point. So he starts wearing, he's still in black. Starts wearing a mask, uh, carrying a sword at some points. Him and Savage are going to take out the Dungeon of Doom. Um, Hugh Morris joined up at this point, the Laughing Man. Um, 
Hogan won the title. No, Savage won the title in World War Three. That was an interesting concept. No. Free, free ring, twenty man each ring. That was it was bollocks. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, we're coming. Well, I said we're coming. We're not really coming to end, but coming to the end of what I could bear. Um, Horsemen have reformed at this point as well. With. Oh. Flair, Arn, Pillman, and then later on, Benoit joined up. Benoit. Benoit. Don't you listen to bloody Chris Jericho, it's Benoit. Benoit. Um, Hogan's gone back into red and yellow. Um, One Man Gang joined the dungeon. And then we started having a bit of a collusion between the Dungeon of Doom and the Horsemen. And which led to eventually to a big fucking. Oh no, actually, I've missed out quite. Well, I'm not missed out. But I was gonna miss out, but I'm not gonna glaze over this point. So Super Bowl '96, Giant versus Hogan in the cage. Everybody, I think it was it was a no finish basically. Um, but at the end of the match, they all started. The horseman came down, the dungeon came down, and then who did Jimmy Hart turn up with? Um, Mary Berry. No, fucking giant haystacks. Oh, the <laughs> net monster. Yeah. So he was fifty at the time, and this is 1996. Yeah. So I'm not sure what. If you listen to so Kevin Sullivan, the. the I listened to a podcast. I think he does a podcast. It's below ours in the chart, so that's not a good sign, is it? But yeah, he's not a threat. No, no. But he was yeah, doing that's him. Not a and threat. And like the guy he was doing it with, it was quite good because he did um his podcast about the Dungeon of Doom, and he was talking, and he got up to answer the door, and they kept the podcast going. He was like, "I'll be back in a minute," and he walks off for five minutes and comes back, which is. I have to give him credit for his levels of uh, professionality. But he said that um, the guy who was doing it sort of quizzed them on, well, wh- where the fuck did you get Loch Ness from? And Sullivan said, well, he was a big, big star in in England, uh, John Haystacks. And he would draw, like, huge money wherever he went. And he said they got some of their biggest ratings on main event or wherever it was was when Loch Ness was on there now I'm thinking this is 1995 yeah when did wrestling come off TV in the UK in the late 70s no 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 no. it was what probably late 80s wasn't it no way before then love no but it was on still on TV wasn't it wrestling was still on TV till the late mid 80s I'll consult Google, when I'll ask John the fuck did proper wrestling fuck off the telly? It was mid eight, mid to late eighties. But Sullivan was like, this guy's a worldwide, worldwide star, and he drew a big crowd. Apparently, I think he died about a year after this. Joining Haystacks. Yeah, yeah. But there was talk said so he, they were, they was like, oh, he's gonna get in the ring and he's gonna fight Hogan. But they, they kind of stopped him from getting in there. But he had a few matches. He had a few matches on Nitro, and he had a match with um, the Giant. 
uh, uh, uncensored that year. But it just seems weird. Yeah, I forgot that he was in the Dungeon of Doom, to be honest. So when I was watching that cage match, and it was like, oh, here comes Joint Haystacks. It was slightly bizarre. But they were selling him as he's over 700 pounds. But he didn't look any bigger than, you know. 1985. 1985. Okay, so that's 10 years. September 1985. Yeah. But Kevin Sullivan was under the impression that Joint Haystacks was a, a big star. In and do you know why the current world of sport wrestling finished? Why? Because they're all pedophiles. Well, apart from apart from the obvious yeah. underage sex element to British wrestling, yeah, it was because world of sport um, was bumped off because they signed a deal with All Elite Wrestling. So tiny flipping oh, yeah. wrestling killed world of sport wrestling. Mm-hmm. There you go. Any reason to hate AEW? There's your fucking chap there. Yeah. Well, it wouldn't have been much with that. Now, there'd be nobody left with that. If they were the spot, it's, that was a question, actually. We got asked that, didn't we, on our Any Other Bollocks episode about if you were going to restart World of Sport, who would you do it with? And I think we... Yeah. I went with Grado because it's the only cunt I could fucking remember. I can't remember what I said. I'm sure it was great, but... Yeah, it was, um, it was insightful, full of full of wrestling knowledge and yeah. and probably shit. Um, I can't even remember. That's two, three weeks ago. It was a while ago, wasn't it? Yeah, we drank a lot fuck, since then. So. Fuck knows what we did. I'm down to like the last two or three lines, and it's a romance there. Um, oh, thank fuck for that. And then and then I can get annoyed by a completely different set of circumstances because we're obviously going to have some fucking questions we are, from yeah. those yeah. made-up cunts on Twitter. Brutus reappeared as the booty man. Bruce? Brutus. Oh, I thought you meant Bruce Springsteen. No. The boss. Bruce Forsyth. Yeah, Bruce Forsyth turned up as the booty man. Yeah. Ooh. And then we get to the... Uh, um, uncensored that year is the alliance to end the Hulkamania. So it's <laughs> yeah, 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 that worked then. Didn't work, yeah. So <laughs> Sullivan, Flair, Arn Anderson, the Barbarian, Meng, Zeus, the ultimate solution. Who was the yeah, old Zeus. inmate Zeus? Zeus, the ultimate solution. It was um, Z Gangster. Yeah, the ultimate solution was an actor. That was Zeus, was Z Gangster. Yeah. The ultimate solution was Jeep Swenson. Yeah. Who played Bane. Bane, yeah. In Batman versus uh, Batman and Robin. Yeah. Played him completely because Bane in the uh, comic strip was was played more like Tom Hardy played Bane in Dark Knight Rises. Right. As a, as a very intelligent character, and if anybody's played Arkham Asylum, yeah, the Batman game on Xbox, um, you'll know that Bane was an intelligent character in that as well. Great fucking game. Yeah, loved playing Arkham Asylum. There's some was, the, a lot of the yeah. best things in Arkham Asylum was when he was they got Batman injected with some drugs, and you you'd have you had these weird sort of LSD type levels where he'd have, have to um, 
make his way through a trip, basically, which was fucking amazing. But yeah, I digress again. But Bane was not the Jeep Swenson character that was portrayed in Batman and Robin. He was a very intelligent um, supervillain and not just a muscle bound freak um, who was there just to make Poison Ivy look good. Mm. I've not played um, Arkham Asylum. I was going to say... I, I, recommend all of the, I recommend all of that trilogy of games, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City and Arkham Knight. Um, if yeah. you're on Xbox and you get Game Pass, they're all free when you get Game Pass. Worth doing. If you can, you could probably source Xbox One versions of all of them for about a fiver online or at your local game. Um, yeah. If you're a gamer to up to down style, I would recommend all of the Arkham series, Batman games. Really good, intuitive gameplay, good storylines, nice expansive worlds for you to roam and explore and kill. Um, Great games, great games. Mm. I, I was, I was going to say I've got better things to do with my life, but then I've just been watching Hulk Hogan. Dungeon yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, week, mate. So. You clearly don't have better things clearly to do. Don't. I don't play a lot of games these days. Most of the time, my daughter is an online moderator um, for a, a Minecraft group, um, and she yeah. gets, she actually gets paid a little bit of money every month for doing that as well, which is. Which is good. It's more than I've ever seen out of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right, yeah. Our sponsorship deal has never come off today. But it didn't. We we, we, we were close to built on King at one point. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice baker that's opened up in Staple Hill. I might see if we can get them uh, on site. Yeah, for, yeah that's because just what a diabetic needs is a fucking yeah. free tray of jam donuts. I had a lovely piece of uh, bread pudding from there this morning. You can't knock lardy cake bread pudding. You can't knock yeah. either of those things as a fucking snack. Yeah. Great British cooking at his best. Yeah. Full of nothing um, that's good for you and lard. <laughs> <laughs> Basically bread soaked in whatever. Yeah, bread, sugar. currants and lard in various yeah. forms. You got. Uh, yeah. Fuck, I really would... Um, I'm going to make some bread pudding over the weekend. I'm going to source a recipe <laughs> and make some bread pudding because uh, yeah. you have just reminded me how Thanks. fucking immense good bread pudding is. Yeah. And you say we're wasting our time doing this. I mean, come on. Yeah, you've, you've pulled out of the bag. you pulled out of the fire at the last <laughs> minute with, with yeah. a memory of good bread pudding. Well done, Anne. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so this match is is well. Once I watched this match, I gave up completely. <laughs> oh, I definitely, I definitely saved the best or last. Out yeah. of four beers, I'm just starting the North Star. Northern yeah. Monk, you can sponsor us with your North Star. Yeah. It's um, actually it's a it's a collaboration with Northern Monk and Lurvig. Uh, uh, Sounds like a Scandinavian brewery, no, but yeah, you can definitely sponsor us. The brewer of this canned in North North and the can with the in the North Star Simon Wynn, mm. the chap. He's a master brewer and a fucking 
overweight birdie cunt. Maybe we're not going to get that sponsorship. Maybe back. not, no. Maybe not, no. But yeah, so Hogan and Savage beat the, that, the other dozen people in the in the triple free cage scaffold match, um, which was quite oh, that was terrible. fucking horrible. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking see all That's the good it. you did with distracting me with bread pudding has been undone with that memory. I gave up at that point. So what happened? The, if the, if uh, the, if I was if I was on Twitter, which I'm not. Yeah. I would be running a poll right now. Basically, it would say after listening to episode 35 of Bang Bang podcast on Dungeon of Doom, is Andy a cunt? Yes. No. I bet you I fucking find out that you were a cunt. Yeah. Well, I mean. Oh, but due to the limited nature of shit houses on fucking Twitter, it'd probably be five votes cast and three two to cunt. It'd be close. It would be close. It um, would be cunt because it would be close. It would be cunt. It would be, cunt. It would be close <laughs> because you're you're an affable chap, and I've known you for almost twenty years, and I've I've never had a bad word to say about you unless oh. it's on this podcast. Thank you very much. No um, problem, mate. You're a fucking joy to behold. What can we... So, if we, we surmise anything from this, um, what can we... What we gain from these last hour and a half, do you think? We've gained the insight into never, ever letting you choose who we do. Okay, well, you can choose next week, then. I will do, and it'll be a fucking wrestler, and yeah. it'll be a... An immensely superior podcast just because of the subject matter. You can't shine a fucking it. turd, mate. We got you got the giant from this. Mm-hmm. We went on to be the big show. We went on to be he's not one of my favourite wrestlers, but the, you you mentioned you meant mentioned Brutus the Barber Beefcake way too much, and that mm-hmm. guy is a fucking that guy just bums dogs. Yeah. Um, Hulk Hogan featured way too heavily in it. Yeah. We we got some good insight into Kevin Sullivan's early life, which was mm-hmm. good because Kevin Sullivan as a character and a booker is his contributions to wrestling in general are much underrated. I do not think this is the best showcase for Kevin Sullivan's talents. Um the Dungeon of Doom, but he kind of wrote that bit for himself, so he's only got himself to blame. Um, well, let's, what let's we be have fair. learned that WCW in 1995 and 1996 was an absolute piece of horseshit. Yeah. If we if we look at what, what Kevin Sullivan said, where his aim was to make Hogan feel comfortable in booking in a way which he liked and eventually if, if it is true and then obviously Hogan did turn heel in the end I, I think Kevin Sullivan is talking out of his ass well and he also managed to book himself the, the, the long term booking make him feel welcome and settled by booking yeah. two years of solid utter shit just yeah. so I can invent the NWO and turn him heel. No, bullshit. Yeah. 
and yeah, Revisioni- like I was, I was revisionist saying, history is at its most hokey and bunkum. He he was he was in most of these main events as well, which he was booking. Oh yeah, of course he was. <laughs> Fuck's sake, yeah, he wasn't so, ever not going to be a main event. Of, but most of these cunt shit bollocks featured Brutus the cunt shit bollocks beef cunt shit bollocks cake yeah. bastard fucking cunt bollocks. But yeah, so I mean. But why did I agree to this? Yeah, but we got you got the picture out of it. So See, your your general general affable nature, yeah, has dragged me through the sewer in this episode, and I still can't say a bad thing about you. Oh, thanks. There you go, mate. That that is the testament to our friendship that you suggested possibly the fucking weakest episode ever and i still don't hate you no cheers man all right no problem questions you are you are reasonable anyway fuck this entire episode let's move on to laughable questions from that made-up twitter cunts right yes i said cunts nails that may or may not include yourself um, where are we? So where where I'm in my fucking kitchen. I don't know where you are. You're in your tiny house, <laughs> cramped <laughs> at a tiny table, perching yourself on a really tiny, tiny seat, hunched over, with your head down, based over because your ceiling is only three foot four, so you're trying to cramp yourself into the front room with a tiny ceiling on a tiny chair in a tiny room, bent over, and you've probably got a really tiny iPad to record this on. So that's that's my mental image of you, crushed in like like Alice in Wonderland where she's growing and and she bursts out of the, the, the house because she's drunk the grow potion you're you're at the verge of that you're not growing anymore you're just simply in a house that's too small yeah right so rob asked us uh a coronation street bunch of old shit no it's not it's not like that okay hard rock hard rock ken sweeney was in the usa pro wrestling reboot of the dungeon of doom yeah okay which coronation street character blah 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 Right. Okay. Uh, if you if you had to recast the main two characters in the classic Dennis Waterman police drama series, The Sweeney, for members of the Dungeon of the Doom, who would you choose? I would have John Thor as King Curtis Ikea. Yeah. And I'd have Dennis Waterman played by Meng. Yeah. Um. And I'd like to hear him sing the fucking theme tune. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, made up fun. words to the Sweeney theme tune. They're quite repetitive. <laughs> yeah. And basically oh, yeah. it goes, the Sweeney, the Sweeney, the Sweeney, the Sweeney. See? It's, it's brilliant. Genius. Yeah. I think Meng has to be Dennis Waterman, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Mengis Waterman. I never. I don't think I've ever seen an episode of the Sweeney. Sweeney was great. 
Yeah. I used to sit. I, I, I used to sit down. It was on at nine o'clock, and and a couple of things coming up to the weekend were on at nine o'clock. Kojak was on at nine o'clock. Sweeney was on at nine o'clock. Starsky and Hutch, more importantly, were on at nine o'clock. And I adopted the approach coming up to nine o'clock as a child was if I sat really quietly and didn't move in the corner, then nobody would see me. Yeah. And I'd be able to watch these programs until 10 o'clock. Yeah. Sometimes it would work because I, I think the old man at the time... So I was brought up, my 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 mum um, left my dad and basically she's still married to the same bloke she left my dad for. So can't, mm. can't blame my mum or anything from that because she found a bloke that she actually loved, which is not my dad. Yeah, yeah. But she my dad... She doesn't listen to this, does she? <laughs> she's not listening, is she? I don't care. Yeah, but no, my dad... Care. My yeah. dad... Um, put up a fight to say well I'm fucking having the kids so I grew up with my dad um, and it, uh, from that side of things I don't like my entire family it's, it's pretty much I'm not interested but that's the one thing that has driven me through my divorce and split up with the kid that I wanted the kids um, because I thought I, I am a better parent and Luckily for me, that's been made true. But that's yeah. because my dad wanted me and I and my sister. Um, my other brother was too young to stay with my dad. So they he stayed with my mum. But I grew up with my dad, basically. Um, he was off his fucking tits the whole time. Um, so I no wonder my mum left him looking back on it but he's instilled that side of me that i'm i want to be a good dad for my kids and i try to be um but that was my whole thing just sit in the corner stay quiet and i will be entirely invisible and i'll be able to watch these programs that was the three programs that i wanted to watch growing up at nine o'clock kojak the sweeney and starsky and Hutch. And I think my dad realised that. And because I just sat in the corner trying to be invisible, he let me watch them. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I, the Sweeney, I, I'd go back there on ICV4, probably. With probably. the professionals as well. But, but watch, watch and... the Sweeney. There, yeah. There's, yeah. If, you, if you're a Dennis Waterman fan, why haven't you watched the Sweeney already? Sorry. I know. Jane's in doing the washing up and she's saying, Sorry. what? Why Why isn't he watching the Sweeney? Uh, the Sweeney was amazing. Uh, yeah, I've already sung See? the theme music to the Sweeney, including yeah. the lyrics. The Sweeney, the uh, Sweeney, the Sweeney, the Sweeney. Well, I don't know how I know it because obviously I'm a lot younger than you. Yeah, but I've sung it at but you. I must have, yeah. See, Jane's a big fan of the Sweeney as well. Watch the yeah. Sweeney out. Professionals. Okay. <laughs> Starsky and Hatch was the big Starsky one. Starsky and Hatch, classic. Yeah, see? very quiet in the corner. Yeah. Invisible. There you go. Jane did, uh, employed exactly the same tactics <laughs> yeah. as me. We both sat in the corner, invisible, and we were allowed to watch the Sweeney. So the parents were getting pissed quietly. They didn't really notice you. <laughs> and then you could sneak up to bed. Like, yeah, there you go. 
Perfect. That's my contribution to this week's podcast. Thank you, Jane. Good night. Very Bye. insightful. Bye. No, no, Jane. See you later. <laughs> See, watch a Sweeney is what we're, we're, we, we've learned from that. I used to watch uh, TJ Hooker. TJ? <laughs> fucking William Shatner. Yeah. Brilliant. No, no, fucking. Yeah. And Adrian Zmed. Really? He was his sidekick. Oh, was he? Adrian Zmed. Adrian Zmed. Z M E D. Right, okay. Um, there were some other questions I can't be asked, to be honest. Um, Chris Chris Mangle, no relation yeah. to any of the um, No relation to Joe. Or Mrs. Or Mrs. Yeah. He asked, um, if you were gonna recast the Dungeon of Doom from today's people, who would you who would you uh use who would i use well just just off the top of my head you, you you'd have to use some of the more ludicrous um characters wouldn't you because they were all fucking ludicrous yeah. um so from a horror background you'd probably have to use the fiend darby yeah. allen yeah um you probably uh, chuck in a woman into this thing you probably have to Use either Abaddon or Thunder Rosa. Yeah, Abaddon would be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Of, of those type of things. Um. If you were going from the standpoint of the dungeons of uh, Dungeon of Doom being possibly the worst wrestling ever, you'd have to include shit like the Best Friends, um, <laughs> Kenny Omega. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and probably the dark, dank odor, because now, God rest his soul, there the only thing that was interesting about them is no longer here. They're just a you, piece of shit again. Are you excited for the New Japan AW? Because uh, Kenta turned up, didn't he, on AW last week? The old yeah, that's, that's good. I think generally. For for them to be involved in talent trade and, and storylines with both Impact and New Japan is mm. fucking great. Yeah. Perfect. It's just, but they have to not repeat the sins of the past from any other sort of invasion or swap that we've had over the years, WCW. WWE invasion angle was completely bollocks. Um, the uh, the other ones that we've had, the Mid South turned into the UWF and were um, bought out by NWA, and that whole fucking angle went to shit. So hopefully they will learn from the sins of the past, and they've got Cody Rhodes in a big position of influence that has the historical overview of everything that went wrong so hopefully it won't go wrong because there's so much potential as there was with all these other feuds and interpromotional things if they play it right they could all benefit because yeah. they're all viable companies at the moment impacts going through somewhat of a renaissance at the moment which is really positive for them their input and the storyline with with kenny omega uh, 
wanky piece of shit as he is on a wrestling front, actually they're playing that really well because they've managed to sort of restart the Bullet Club with, with the Good Brothers. Yeah. The New Japan is an obvious thing from a wrestling standpoint and ties in nicely with that Bullet Club stuff as well. So if they play it right, they could potentially, even in the short, definitely in the short term, but maybe to sustain, they could build themselves up to get somewhere near Raw and then on to SmackDown if they play it right. I don't hold out lots of hope, but there is tons of potential in that. It's a fucking great deal and and shows what can happen if you, you, you are ready to mix things up a bit and, and do a talent trade and start incorporating storylines from both all three sort of things into one. It, it has tons of potential and I really hope they realise it because it can only be good for wrestling if they do. Well, that's the thing, like, the, the examples we gave in the past were, like, where one company had taken over the other company and then they were trying to book an invasion angle running, whereas this seems more of a kind of a partnership. Yeah, it, it's, the, it the is slightly different. But then you've got the same thing with Super Clash, one, two, and three, where AWA World Championship, World Class Championship Wrestling uh, and they all tried to come together. There's two or three sort of things tried to come together and, and, and the egos wouldn't let it work. So yeah. we've got, we've got a recipe for disaster there as well in that side of things. So yeah. I'm hoping they can learn from the past and not let egos get in the way. Let the storylines benefit all three wrestling promotions to a, an equal extent because it's got to be good for business all round. It's just a golden opportunity for AEW to further itself and and become a genuine threat to the two top shows. Yeah, it beats NXT because NXT has lost what it was um, with the WWE's approach and their arrogance is their downfall. I'm not I'm not necessarily for one one brand over another but AEW has the chance to push on with this with this storyline and please to god let them get it right so they're a genuine force because when they're a genuine force and they're knocking on the door of smackdown and raw they will force the WWE to react properly rather than just as a spoiler source and waste NXT. So they, they, we know how positively when forced, when not in complete fucking cruising mode, we know how positively the WWE can respond to a genuine threat as they did with WCW. So, I'm hopeful that they don't fuck it up and we're about to enter another boom period for wrestling. We're coming out of COVID. We, it'll be nicely timed with, with the return of proper wrestling audiences, which make no mistake about it, punters in wanky Twitterland, 
we are the reason that wrestling is so good. Not the interaction on Twitter because you're all poisonous fucks, but the fact that we tell people in the promotions who they should be pushing, what angles do go over well, what we like and what we don't like. We have a chance to influence that again. Get vaccinated, stay safe. Let's get out of this and get the general public back into wrestling matches so we can actually have an atmosphere. Because let's face it, over the last year, wrestling's been shit. Let's get us involved again. And we alone can make wrestling great, along with all this positive interactions between AEW, Impact and New Japan. Get them a place where they're a genuine threat and then watch a proper war go for the detriment to the detriment of nobody and for the positivity of everybody because we are about to enter if this is played right another big fucking attitude era type golden era it it's potentially fucking amazing and i'll i'll even start watching some of it fuck's sake but we we were on the verge of we're on the cusp of something really special i think yeah see and we finish on a positive note yeah not like me not like me to be positive at all but yes yeah good question whoever whichever fucking idiot spouted that crap i can't remember what the question was now yeah fuck it whoever they got an answer (laughs) yeah right i'll do then um, thank you very much, as always. Um, I did read yeah. from fucking Scottish Danny, the dang yeah. full of tugboat is God, fucker. His question was something along the lines, if Dr. Doom had a dungeon, what would he call it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not fucking dignifying that bollocks with a fucking response. <laughs> well, well, thank you anyway for all your interactions and questions and everything else. And thank you for following us. And would you like to know where we are in the official podcast charts at this moment? Yeah, go for it. Number 29. 29? Yeah. It's not 12, though, is it, you cunt? Fucking it's not 12. Listen more. No, no, no. No. We've moved up 116 places. So we're... Fucking get in. We are above... Who are we above? We're above uh, Sean Mooney. We're above Sean Mooney. <laughs> We're above Francine. We're above Vince Russo. We're above Vince, Vince Russo. Yeah, above, fuck you, Russo. Um, Chavo Guerrero. Um, of the people we're interacting with, who yeah. are we above there? Um, just so I can now I'm not on Twitter I can create some animosity all of them I think mate to be honest really everybody we're above everybody yeah well, fuck you everybody who's above us Kurt Angle's above us yeah uh, we, we don't interact with him on fucking Twitter do we well I don't interact no. with anybody on Twitter but um, Bruce Pritchard <laughs> Arn Anderson um, yeah, fuck you. We're above you, lot. And, and Conan, we're above Conan as well. Conan. Um, yeah. Conan the Barbarian. Eh? 
he was in the dungeon of doom briefly. Was he? Yeah. And now he's below us in the podcast charts. So. Yeah, fuck all you fucking wrestling cunts. We're fucking <laughs> above you. Fuck off. Mm. And I was going to mention, for next week, we're going to be on... a. I, I messaged a few people. We're going to be on a slightly different feed. So just follow the links in our Twitter and you'll, okay. you'll see where we are. Why are you fucking with things? Of, I'm not fucking with things, but I'm getting rid of Podbean because Podbean costs, costs me money and... Cost so you really money? Getting... Cost me a fucking thing. I'm not. I, if 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 Pop Bean cost me one p, I'd tell him to stuff it out their fucking ass. Yeah. Well, we were in we were in the podcast charts like twice because we had a Pop Bean and uh, we had an anchor feed. This is not really interesting. Um, but... Twenty nine, twenty nine, twenty nine. Top thirty, mates. Not off. Top thirty. And we're also probably somewhere else in the top 100, but I'm not having eyes the, the only but, leap I've known of that magnitude was when Gary Newman and Tubeway Army went yeah. up 71 places from number 72 to number one Yeah. with our friends Electric back in 1979. All right. I can't see Gary Newman has got a wrestling podcast. I can't see him on it, so we're above him as well. So we're but yeah, we're above Gary Newman as well, which we wouldn't have been in 1979, because that no, would have so meant that we would have been in minus figures. Yeah. Right. On that note, then. Uh, Thank you for listening. Thank you for uh, listening. As, as you're very well aware, fuck Twitter, and I. Don't even know any of you because you don't exist in my world. It might be the fact that you've left Twitter and we've suddenly got to number twenty-nine in the podcast charts. Might not be. Uh, if that, yeah. Unrelated. I don't. I don't care. I'm just going to get drunk and talk shit every week. So. Yeah. But well, we'll about next week. The reason the reason we were number twelve was because yeah. I got drunk and talked shit. So yeah, you yeah. can take from that what you will. Okay. All right. Well, on that on that bombshell. <laughs> Hardly a bombshell. I'm a miserable well, old no. cunt, and people like taking the piss. Yeah. Right. Can we go? Might as well. Might as well go. Um, I'm choosing next week, by the way, people. So there will be yeah. some actual wrestling we talk next about rather than be... just cartoon bollocks. Next week's going to be Hulk Hogan's WCW years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it oh, fucking oh, won't. Jesus. Yeah. Laugh um, on. See you yeah. not on Twitter. Right. Take care. Love you loads. All yeah, the best. Well, I don't love you, but yeah, take care. Yeah. Bye.